right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Limitless ND. I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, I have my good friend and resident badass, Dr. Jimmy Turner. He is known as the physician philosopher. Uh, Jimmy is a practicing academic anesthesiologist in Winston-Salem at Wake Forest, but he is known all over the country to physicians near and dear as the doctor that's helping people get out of burnout, get out of concern, get out of constraints, these golden handcuffs, and into what he calls the thrive state. So with that, welcome, Jimmy, to the podcast. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy-building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all of my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. Thanks for having me on, Vikram. Couldn't be more excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me your origin story, Jimmy. Like you became like a doctor messiah, like as soon as you finished residency or was there <laughs> like a process here? I mean, what, what, how, how did this happen? Yeah, so I, uh, I had the typical road that I think a lot of doctors have, you know, up through undergrad and medical school and the rest of my training. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, like, I, I finished my training and, you know, I had a lot of leadership positions the entire way. And in a lot of ways, I was kind of like the golden child. Right? I was student body president in med school. I was co-chief resident, you know, published a bunch of papers my first year in attending. And um, my fellowship year, I kind of, you know, I kind of got exposed to personal finance. And so I started reading the books. I started listening to the podcasts and really started soaking that stuff up. And it was interesting to me that despite the the content and the blogs and everything that are that were out there at the time, everyone I talked to at the place where I worked at Wake Forest, none of them knew anything about this stuff. And so I realized like, oh, there's still like the pie can still grow. And, you know, now I know what that's called as a growth mindset. But back then I didn't know that. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to start a personal finance blog. And, you know, the spin that I'm going to put on it is how financial independence relates to wellness or burnout in medicine. And uh, at one point, the tagline on my site was, you know, fighting burnout with financial independence. And as irony would have it, two years into uh, my career, I would get burned out. And, uh, you know, some of it was just because of professional stuff. Some of it was because I couldn't control what time I got home. I'd miss t-ball games and gym gymnastics practice. And, 
you know, I really just wouldn't, you know, be there a lot of the time. And, you know, I turned my wife into a single mother, which I had no interest in doing. Uh, and I really wanted to support her career, whatever that was going to look like for her. Uh, she's an educator and a substantially better human being, by the way. And yeah. so, you know, I, I really wanted to, to be around. I wanted to be there for my wife. I wanted to be there for my three kids. And I just had no control over my schedule. I had no control what time I got home. And I had some professional opportunities pass me up. And so I started burning out pretty quickly. And I was working 1.2 FTE at this point, doing research, education. And I also had an online business on top of all of that. And so I started burning out and I did what other people, you know, I taught other people to do, right? I started growing my business. I started creating some financial independence. I made it a multi six figure business. And lo and behold, despite having some financial freedom from my, from my online business, it didn't save me from burnout. And in the midst of all of this, I actually ended up uh, having a panic attack on a golf course, which for my, my baseline personality, you know, in order to be an anesthesiologist, you kind of have to be cool, calm and collected. Like a good anesthesiologist does not freak out when, you know, the shit hits the fan. And, uh, and so I realized, you know, something was wrong. I had this massive panic attack, first one in my life. And I went and got diagnosed with Graves disease. My TSH was like undetectable. And I was burned. I was so burned out at the time that I was actually excited that I got diagnosed with Graves disease because I was like, yes. There's finally an answer for why I feel the way that I feel until I got put, put on methimazole and I got euthyroid and my TSH was now detectable and it didn't fix my burnout. And so that's when I kind of fell into coaching and shifting my mindset around a lot of the things that had been happening in my life and on money and on time management and being there and finding work-life balance. And so after that was so helpful for me, I stepped into coaching myself. And, and now I, I love teaching doctors how to create the time, financial freedom, and Kind of that balance that they need to practice medicine on their terms and that's what i love to do because that's the journey that i walk myself that's awesome man uh and, and the story about the thyroid <laughs> you're like yes i have a diagnosis but you're like you know after that was resolved you're like oh there's still the underlying problem underneath that so yep. that's interesting <laughs> yeah it was uh I was, I was on the whole, whole number two and uh, my, I was playing with my buddy, Mike, and I, I literally, my, my panic attack was so bad. I like shotgunned a beer like, right after I was like, I just need something to calm me down. It was like horrifically bad. I, I, I feel for people that have panic attacks. And, and you know, when you said, um, I made my wife a single mom, um, that like, I felt some goosebumps there because when I've been on my journey of, you know, trying to build my real estate, my, my practice, you know, coaching, everything else I'm trying to do, I, I sometimes um, you know, there's some collateral damage. And one of that was, I felt like my wife took on more of the, the burden to take care of, I mean, not the burden, but the responsibility to take on the children. And, uh, I don't want that. I want to be there as well. Like, and so help me understand, like, you know, you wrote this book determined guys, you need to go pick it up. It's going to be on Amazon. It's going to be on audible. It's going to be everywhere. And it's really Jimmy walking people through a framework from burnout to, to what he calls a thrive state. But Talk to me about what made you write this book. Yeah, so I think that um, if I have a superpower, it is making complicated things simple for other people. And so I break most things down in my life into frameworks. And, um, you know, people spend a lot of time talking about like, what does burnout look like? And, and I have to mention this on every show that I ever talk about burnout, because there's going to be people listening that are like, burnout's not the right word. It's moral injury. And, you know, there's that whole debate out there. And I actually have an entire section of my book about what I think okay. about that. But, you know, ultimately medicine's broken, right? The subtitle of my book talks about how doctors can thrive in a broken medical system. And the reason why is because we need to acknowledge that medicine is very broken. And so 
what that systematic brokenness causes is moral injury. And then this, the individual phenomenon of burnout for individual doctors. And so it's a both and it's called a false dichotomy in, in philosophy when someone says, no, it's either or. And for me, moral injury exists and the individual phenomenon experienced by doctors is burnout. It's a both and. And so everybody talks about the three tenets of burnout. They talk about the emotional exhaustion and lack of accomplishments and depersonalization, but very few people spend time talking about, okay, if that's the problem, what is the opposite of this? What does it look like when a doctor thrives? What does a doctor have to have in order to be fully engaged, to love what they do, to be intrinsically motivated, to have work-life balance, everything that we really want in a job? And it turns out that there's two researchers, Ed, Edward DC and Richard Ryan, that over 30 years ago started this research on what's called self-determination theory and hilarious as medicine is, right? Like we always do it the way we've always done it. Um, and there's all this research outside of medicine that everyone ignores. But these guys basically put together this theory that had three components to it. And to, to basically fulfill what I just said a second ago about intrinsic motivation and loving what you do. The first one's autonomy, right? And I break these three things into five subcomponents, but autonomy. So you need to have personal autonomy, meaning that you need to be able to control your schedule, what time you get home, how much you work, uh, you know, when you work. You need to have professional autonomy. How do you do your job? Like, do you have to constantly do pre-authorizations and deal with insurance companies? and electronic medical records you hate are bureaucrats and administrators controlling your job. You trained really hard and you don't like being micromanaged, right? So that's personal and professional autonomy. The second piece is called relatedness in psychological literature. I think that's a dumb term. It doesn't mean anything to me. So I call it belonging. And what that means is that you have to, to feel like when you raise a concern that you're a valued member of the team, that your voice matters, that when you speak up, changes are made, and that you are someone that, that the leaders leading you genuinely care about. You also need to be attached to a deeper purpose. And in other words, the team, you need to be accomplishing something like that. You know, the name on the back of the Jersey isn't as important as the name on the front, right? Like you need to be able to say that, Hey, I'm accomplishing something bigger than myself. And lastly, you need to have competence. You need to be good at what you do. And, and more importantly, you need to think that you're good at what you do. So it's more about perceived competence. And when you miss that, it's called imposter syndrome, by the way. And so it's ABC, right? The ABCs of, of self-determination that's autonomy, belonging, and competence. And it turns out that when you have those things, you will thrive. And when you're missing them, when you're missing the autonomy, you will have emotional exhaustion or apathy. When you're missing the belonging piece, right? You're going to have depersonalization and treat patients and colleagues, you know, a little bit like they're inanimate objects that, you know, you compartmentalize them. And when bad things happen, you say, well, that's just happen what happens in medicine. And when you don't feel like you're good at what you do, you feel like you haven't made many accomplishments, right? They're like, they're mirror opposites of each other. One describing what happens when you're burned out and the other one that describes what happens when you thrive and what you need to do that. And so that framework can help people figure out, okay, these are the five things. Like, I feel like I'm attached to deeper purpose. You know, I take good care of patients. I feel like I'm pretty good at what I do. But what I'm missing is those two pieces of autonomy and feeling valued at my job. Okay, well, now you know what you need to work on right? You need to create autonomy in your life and you need to find a way to feel valued, whether that's at work or somewhere else. Um, you know, what I love what we are sharing, Jimmy, is not only it's a framework, but it's also a solution, right? Yeah. The framework provides the solution. And um, let, let, me, let me dig into something that you just talked about at the beginning. You sought out coaching. Now, physician coaching is, is sort of a relatively new concept. Um, uh, is it because doctors are damaged? That's why they need coaching. Is it therapy? What is coaching to you? And why do you think that it's starting to become more popular? And, but there's still a stigma about it. 
Yeah. So coaching's existed in the executive world for a very long time, right? It's slowly crept into medicine and, but it hasn't like the executives in medicine, they get coached, right? So like the business world is used to this concept. And I think it's a really important question. So I'll, I'll answer that, you know, in terms of therapy versus coaching. And the way that I like to ex, you know, explain this is from experience. So I've struggled with depression. I'm on antidepressants right now. I've struggled with anxiety, right? And so part of me mentioning those things publicly is to destigmatize mental health. Like I have no problem talking about it. And uh, that said, the therapy that I've gotten from a psychiatrist is extremely different than coaching. And so psychiatry, in my experience, really focuses on hey, you've got this issue. Let's talk about what went on in your life that led to this issue that you're currently having, right? So it's kind of past focused. And then coaching says, okay, this is where you are. Great. I'm glad that you understand how you got here. You can't fix the past. Let's focus on the future and move forward. And so in, in my opinion, they're complementary, right? Your, your, your coaching's not going to work if your neurotransmitters aren't right. And at the same time, your neurotransmitters can be right, but if you don't leave the past in the past and don't let it control your future, you can't move forward, right? So they are complementary in my mind. And, and I think that the reason that this has been so slow to creep into medicine is because we literally say these things out loud in medicine, right? Like asking for help is weak, right? We say, hey, you know, like you can call me whenever you want, but, you know, just know that calling is a sign of weakness, right? And, and so like we, we, we like actually say these things out loud. And, and so there's this idea that when a doctor who is by nature, perfectionist by nature, doesn't like to fail by nature, doesn't like asking for help. And we have this idea that we got there on our own, which by the way, is not true. None of us got to where we are alone, right? There are people along your journey that help prop you up and get you to where you are. But we have this feeling that we are the captain of the ship. We're supposed to be in control. And, you know, kind of reminds me of that the song by Eminem is toy soldier. Like like you can't admit that you have all this weight on your shoulder. Like you're not allowed to do that as a doctor. And so coaching in a way is an admission that you need help. And for doctors, that is a really hard thing to do. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I've had years and years of coaching and it's helped me really, you know, sort of rediscover myself, get aligned, you know, get my identity towards expansive versus being caged and, um, sort of opens up possibilities of, you know, my highest and best self. So I can just go forward without the baggage of the past and, and sort of dealing with it. Now, if it's enough, like if it's PTSD, if it's true burnout or if it's other more severe things that I, I really believe like a psychologist or something may help sort of help you mitigate your past belief system. So then it, the coaching can allow you to propel forward. But I love how you had that nice little uh, linear description of that past focus, which is therapy, and future focus, which is coaching. Yep. That's awesome. So all the doctors you work with in, in, in coaching, what do you think is, you know, is it all burnout or is there other things that are holding doctors back? Because burnout's a strong word or moral injuries is a strong word. And people say, I don't have that. So I don't need coaching. But what else do, do people struggle with that you guys do in your coaching program? Yeah. So so the, the two things that people come into ACE for, right? It's the alpha coaching experience. So ACE is they're burned out, obviously. The second thing is, is they're trying to make a transition of some kind. So in, in a lot of ways, it's career coaching. And what I mean by that is they're thinking about taking a new job. Maybe they're looking to take their first job. Maybe they're thinking about going part-time or starting a side gig or going into non-clinical stuff like biotech or pharma. They want to take a leap into something, but they don't know exactly how to do it. And they don't know how to the conf how to have the confidence to to make to know that they're making the right decision. 
and to also know that if they make the wrong decision that they can tolerate it, right? So people come in when they're in this transitionary phase and this happens all the time. I actually had someone email me. I, so I obviously love coaching on money. One of the other things I love coaching on is negotiation, right? Because if you want to have the life that you want to have, you have to learn how to negotiate. I don't care if you're like a brick and mortar W-2 employee, you have to know how to negotiate. And so I love coaching people on this. And I actually got an email like in the last week and someone's like, Hey, I just wanted to circle back. Like, you know, they were an ace for like, I don't know, 15 months. And, uh, he's like, Hey, so I actually ended up negotiating with my, um, with my bosses, you know, the way that you taught me how to, and kind of pointed out some things that you, you mentioned that, you know, maybe they should consider to, in order to shift their perspective, right. Which he learned in coaching. And, uh, he ended up getting like a $293,000 raise. And so wow. people are like, <laughs> it, it's so nice. funny to me. They're like, oh man, coaching costs, you know, five, 10, $15,000. Like, you know, I can't spend that money because, you know, I'm not sure I'm gonna get the return on investment. And I just laugh. And I know you laugh too, because we've seen the growth that happens when people oh, get yeah. coaching. And, uh, and so for me, like I can, I can come up with example after example, after example of people really creating a life that they love through coaching and through the framework we teach and through, you know, kind of that um, curriculum that we have inside ACE. Yeah. Like for a four or five figure investment, your ROI could be six, seven, eight figure return. So it's, it's, it's a no brainer, but forget the, just the monetary, just your self-confidence, your energy, you're in flow state. Um, you're surrounded by your environment and your standards are, are completely raised and the kind of camaraderie you get and you know, you're around people who, 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 when you tell them your ideas, they don't laugh. They're like, all right, how do you want to do it? Yeah. I, I think that the community aspect of things is, is one of the most important because people don't realize that when you're surrounded by people that constantly tell you like, there's nothing better, there's, there's nothing else out there. there, there's no opportunity. Or they say, oh, you're just a doctor. You could never be an entrepreneur or you couldn't be successful at this or that. When you surround yourself that, by people that have that scarcity mindset, it just seems like a fact. And when you surround yourself by people that are not limited by that, like, you know, I love the name of your podcast, right? They're limitless. You will find that by surrounding yourself by those people, you will come up with new ideas. You will not fear failure. You will be able to press forward even when things are hard. And you will actually be able to kind of lift yourself to new heights that you didn't even know existed just by surrounding yourself by people that think differently. And, and I don't think that doctors realize how important that is. You know, like there's, I can't forget, I forget who it is, but the person that said, you know, you are the average of the six people you hang around with the most. If you hang around with a bunch of people that think things are never going to get better. And this is, you know, your lot in life and you're stuck with your student loans and you're non-compete and there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to think that that's true. Right. And right. so and you, you talked about fixed and growth mindset. There it is right there. Um, yeah. What's, what's on your nightstand right now? What are you reading? Ooh, good question. So I actually read like a ridiculous amount of self-help books. And so because of that, I was like, you know, what? I need to take a break from this right now. I just want to read something for pleasure. So I actually, I like, uh, I don't know, epic fantasy or like, you know, dystopian novel. So I just, I just read one called Sith. I'm actually on the last book. Um, okay. And uh, it's a super interesting book. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I actually have taken a little bit of a break uh, before that, on audiobook, I was listening to The Untethered Soul, um, which was, okay. that's, that's yeah. A, that's a big one, Singer. Yeah, so, singer. yeah, super interesting book. I, you know, I'm about a third of the way through that when I'm when that's I'm driving. That's a deep one, trip. though. Oh, yeah. So that's why, I'm th <laughs> that's why I'm a third of the way through it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, need, yeah. I need to take a break for a little bit. And I was a philosophy major, so I normally love that stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. That's awesome, man. Okay, cool. Well, number one, uh, how can people learn about 
all the things you're doing. I know what's the best place for them to, what's your hub if they want to get the hold of you? Yeah, I think the best way, you know, because this is a podcast that you're listening to this on uh, is to go to the Physician Philosopher podcast. And actually, okay. I would highly encourage you to check out Vikram's episode because Vikram just came on that show. And uh, I've already heard from several people that it's a, it's a great episode to listen to. Because uh, as everyone on this on this podcast knows, Vikram drops knowledge bombs like you know they're, fall, they're falling out of the sky, and so that, that that show is just full of golden nuggets. So you should check that out, and you can go to the physicianphilosopher.com, uh, and obviously check out Determined, the book. Okay, guys, uh, go right now uh, while you're listening to this. Go go to Aud- uh, Audible, go to um, Amazon, and guys, for the Audible listeners, it's not some random person uh who's going to be narrating the story it's your yours truly jimmy turner with his sexy deep voice narrating you determined how burnt out doctors can thrive in a broken medical system and if you really want to get out of this burnout or apathy or sort of neutral state and you may not be burnt out but you may you're not you're definitely not thrive state you need to learn these frameworks and then start applying them so that you can truly be in thrive state be the best, you know, dad or mom you can be, be the, um, you know, alpha in your clinical practice and then start scaling and, and really love your, and, and pursue your passions outside of medicine, because we want that for you as well. It's not just, we want it. It's all, and, and, and it's not the false dichotomy as Jim was mentioning. It's, it's, you know, there's no, you don't have to make these tough choices. You can have it all. Yeah. And, you know, I remember that quote you said on my podcast, right? You're, you're not a period, you're a comma. And, right. uh, and, and, and that, that is kind of the, the point, right? You gotta, you gotta live a life you love. Life's way too short yeah. to not be living a life you love. And, and for me, like I love practicing anesthesia. I'm always going to want it to be a part of my life, but it, it, it's pretty far down the priority list when I start writing things down. And so, yeah, I want, I want my, my marriage with my wife to be the top priority. I want my kids to be a close second, you know, and then like maybe works a third or fourth, right? I don't know. But at the end of the day, like you should be able to enjoy all of those things. You shouldn't have to choose between being a great spouse, a great parent and a great physician. You should be able to do all three. So what's next for the, for the famous Jimmy Turner? Yeah. You know, it's uh, I've got, uh, and now granted this is going to be recorded after the fact, but, uh, um, yeah, I've got a coaching program coming up and so I'm super excited about that. And, uh, we're kind of revamped it. It's like ACE 2.0. And so we're, nice. we're, in, we're making it six months long and we're going to kind of go through the book, uh, for some of the discussion groups and then the coaching that exists there. So I'm really, really excited about that. And they and, can find out about the coaching when they go to your, uh, podcast website, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Fantastic guys. Well, there you have it. CEO and founder of the physician, physician philosopher, Dr. Jimmy Turner, practicing academic anesthesiologist, author, uh, second time author. Uh, He has one book out. His second book is called Determined. And on top of that, he shared with us the beautiful framework of what it takes to go to burnout. And then how do you reverse engineer and create a thrive state? You know, family man, uh, doctor, entrepreneur, uh, good friend of mine. Um, You know, I love having this guy. He'll, He'll definitely have to be a repeat guest. So guys, check out his website and, um, you know, thanks for the reviews. Thanks for the momentum on our podcast. And until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. 
So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal. <laughs>